episode of the Candid Chronicles podcast where we get to talk about life unfiltered. I'm your host, Anchara, and if you're new here, this is a self-help podcast where we just sit and talk about life of discussions around mental health, trauma responses, and once in a while we do have interesting guests who come over. So if this is the kind of content that you're deeply interested in, I'd suggest you hit a follow button from whatever platform you're listening from and a share would also be highly appreciated. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, kindly do rate the episode. It goes a long way and remember to follow my episode so that you can be notified anytime I upload an episode which is on Monday at exactly 8pm. So thank you so much guys for the love that you've been sharing on the previous episodes when we talked about mother wounds and we talk about we talked about trauma bonding. Now this day from this week we're going to talk about trauma responses and I'm gonna specify specimen on the phone response type of trauma response. So how we respond to trauma mainly stems from how our needs are met as children, how we attach to people and how we tend to react when we are faced with with certain things so there are actually four types of trauma responses we have the fight response which mainly involves confronting the threat whenever you're faced with something and this can result into or rather can be displaced as a form of anger rage confrontation or high energy are you someone who Whenever there's a heated argument, you tend to become very angry. You and that anger can result to rage, and then the rage now leads to confrontation. And usually, there is healthy confrontation, and there is confrontation that comes from the stem of like where you want this person to sort of explain to you why they're behaving the way that they're behaving. But according to me, I just feel like it's never that serious and it's never that necessary because. People can only meet you to the extent in which they have met themselves. You may be very self-aware of your surroundings. You may be very self-aware that um, how this person is treating you is very wrong. But they might also not know. Because remember, as you're meeting someone, and also when I speak about these trauma bonding things, as much as we are focusing on like stemming them from um, our childhood, we are going to discuss about how they actually manifest into our relationships and our friendships because how we were treated growing up really reflects how we're going to treat other people around us so for the fight response you're more of like you want this thing to be solved immediately and immediately and how you're approaching it you're approaching it from a point of anger from a point of rage and it becomes very hostile to the other person because most of the times you'll find that this person is not actually someone who's highly reactive like you are and then you have the flight these are the people who run away from the threat these are like the complete opposite of the fight so they're people who we have anxiety panic they have avoidance and they also tend to have a high energy and they're kind of like a mirror to the fight energy because if it's fight then the other person is maybe flight they tend to be very anxious and you know anxiety can stem from maybe lack of reassurance in that relationship and feeling like anything that this person does has to be questioned now it can come from a point of um, being insecure or from a point of like you're completely aware of your surroundings and you know that this is wrong and this person should be called out for this but remember that 
not every, just as I said before, not everyone is going to respond according to how you want them to respond to you. And then you have the freeze. These are the people who shut down to block out the threat. The people who are like, they just don't want to be associated with it. They don't, they don't even want to find a solution, to have a solution concerning the issue. They're just like, Mm-mm. let me just keep quiet and let you do your thing so there's a lot of dissociation there's a lot of numbness there's a lot of shutdown and a lot of low energy like they just don't want to be associated with it at all and the final one we have the phone response and this, is the, this is what we're actually going to talk about this week we're going to talk about phone and these are the people who appease the threat so there's a lot of people pleasing a lot of codependency and as a result of that they really lack boundaries because they are always constantly afraid of losing this person and they want to make the best out of just like surviving with this person so the fond response it actually refers to like constantly ab- abandoning your own needs to serve others so as to avoid like that conflict criticism or disapproval now let me give an example this is something that i have personally struggled with and through therapy is i came to realize that it really stemmed from how i grew up um, in my home so i would i'm not someone who really loves fighting with people i don't love arguing with people but i love just knowing um where we stand and where this is where this like i love someone who respects my time and prioritizes my time but how i approach that how i used to approach it before it was from a point of i'm very afraid of losing this person so what would happen i would always end up people pleasing like if this person says that i'm the one who i who is wrong i am wrong and it stems from my parents so whenever okay i never grew up in a perfect home and this is something that i am always very vulnerable to talk about in this platform in this space that i've created because i also see with people who interact with me on my socials that this is something that happens in their life they didn't grow up in a safe home and i'm not the only one for the people who grew up in a safe home lucky you we really do wish that we were like you so anytime i would make a mistake i i don't say okay i don't like really labeling people but my mom is literally not the best parent ever she is someone who's a bit selfish I, let me just say selfish instead of narcissistic because she also didn't grow up in a safe home she grew up in a home where the dad wasn't there and also my dad also grew up in a home where they were so close to the dad but they end up separating now and how my dad takes care of us it really stems from a point of trauma like he always wants to be there always wants to be there for us very present my dad has never missed any function he is always present and that is a perception that I get of a man because you know what they say that daughters fall in their first love is always their dad like how your dad treats or how any other male figure treats you in their life or rather prioritizes you in their life that is how you're going to feel so anytime when I was from when I was young and I would make a mistake like any small mistake let me just give an example I remember there was this one Sunday my um, mom had gone out for a chama and i accidentally broke a mug and it was a very unique mug because it was a gift it had like a band i've never forgotten that mug and i said 
that the moment I am going to make my first salary I'm going to buy my mom a brown and white mug so what happened was I went to the kitchen and I accidentally broke the mug like it just fell from my arms and ever since then and I always tell people this but they never believe me but ever since then I have never broken anything any glass any thermos anything I have never because I became so afraid I would see how my mom would shout at my sister and how my sister would react to us because my sister is someone who is also someone who like really bottles up her feelings she doesn't love exposing them so I would see how my mom would shout at my sister and I would see how that would affect her and I don't like to be shouted at because first of all I am a last one I am a baby girl I'm a very soft person I'm a very sensitive person when it comes to my emotions and I carry that with pride but at the same time it's also my weakness because sometimes people do take advantage of the fact that I am a very gentle person so I remember going to bed and just the entire afternoon I was so uneasy my dad is asking me what's wrong okay so Ninimba in Swahili is what's wrong so my dad is asking me hey what's wrong like why are you so uneasy? Why are you sleeping? Because my dad knows I never, when I was young, I never used to sleep in the afternoon because during that time, it's when I would watch, that was the only free time that I had to watch cartoons because our school system was just, it's just fucked up. Let, let, let me just say, say it as it is. And I was so uneasy. I became so afraid. And when I came, when my mom came home, she, how I expected her to react, that's how she reacted. She was shouting. She was it, it was a, it was very violent because I vividly remember that and it really scared me and I didn't realize that such kind of a small incident would even scar me until when I went to therapy and I realized that there was this certain need to be very perfect there was this certain need that even if other people make mistakes even if other people are wrong they are not wrong and the one who is wrong and there's this constant need of always trying to please them and in the expense of doing that i ended up even losing myself and even i realized that in my past relationship that's how it was i was in the expense of like always trying to please this other person like my partner was and I always say this out of respect because I had a lot of respect for that relationship. It's a relationship that lasted for years and I'm always forever grateful for that because it gave me that like aha moment that you you really need to fix something. Okay, it's not that that gave me the aha moment, but it's the fact that I realized in the other person that I was with that I had started talking to, it it was like a pattern because we would argue about the same thing. And I'm like, this is not okay. Like, I don't want this to be a cycle. It's not healthy for me. I can't adapt to this. So that was like my aha moment. And I realized that I have, I had a fond response to trauma. Like, I am constantly trying to please people. And in the expense of pleasing people, I am losing my own boundaries. So fond types really seek safety by imagining the wish needs and desires of others and demands of others they act as if they unconsciously believe that the price of admission to any relationship is a fortify for for feature sorry of all their needs rights preferences and boundaries like how this other person is gonna react to me it defines who i am as a person and you see like that's 
a very big um, disrespect to your boundaries. So why do people actually go into trauma response? So it mainly stems from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and how people handle stress. So in the context of a possibly um, dysfunctional bond with a spouse or a parent, an attempt to manage stress might on a baseline level result in adapting your personality to cater to your loved one often at the expense of yourself, just as I said before. Because I didn't want to feel invaluable. I think what I realized is that during that time um, with my parents or anything, I never wanted to feel invaluable. And so I would always do my best or rather try my best to be the best person that I can be. I don't want to fail. I don't want to be labeled as a failure. And it actually even got worse when my sister got pregnant in 2015 when she was 17 it got worse because now there's this pressure on me that i can't afford to feel because you know growing up you know that man you don't have kids unless you're married and now look at this fresh out of high school and you have a kid and i am the we're only two girls in our family and i'm the other girl so if i would make a mistake and maybe fall pregnant or rather not get my grades up it's over and I had, I had to make there's this constant um, pressure that I have to be the best I have to perform regardless of anything I have to perform I don't care how you're going to do it I don't care when you're going to do it you have to perform you have to bring your best and I can assure you that if you have that pressure within you like from other people, if other people give you the pressure, not you yourself giving yourself um, that pressure. Because sometimes I find it necessary to give yourself that pressure because you need that push, you need that discipline. Um, when you're navigating through life and navigating through your goals, you need to give yourself that pressure. But if it's other people giving you that pressure, you are not going to succeed, like at all. So what happened was this time. In high school I got a D in maths and it's I don't know why but it's just that one time when I got that D my dad was home and he asked for the results when I got home from for the holidays giving him the results and was like why can't you perform better what is this you know it was a it was faced with a lot of criticism you know and it's like i cannot be paying school fees if the only thing that you're going to be bringing me to this house is d and that was the first time i got a d i had never gotten a d in that i cannot be paying for you children cannot be paying your school fees and this is what all the only thing that you're getting and so there's this constantly that i have to place them and i know myself like deep down no matter how hard this is what i realized no matter how hard you try and deny something that voice that's always inside you will always come out and try to tell you the truth because I know myself deep down I have never been a STEM girl like a science, technology, engineering, mathematics girl. I've never been such kind of a girl. I'm more of a very linguistic person. Like I am a very analytical person. I'm a very theoretical person rather, not analytical. I'm a very theoretical person. Like what's written in the book, that's what I will have. I will not apply that. I am more of like very open-minded, very application-wise. Like I have to see what surrounds me, not what's structured in me for me to actually succeed in life. So 
I remember and even when I finished school, I wanted to tell my parents that I want to study music production. And they're like, that is not a course right now. Try something else. So I had to do, like I had to go with my second option. My second option was communications. And I'm like, I don't want to do journalism. I just personally, I personally don't think it as marketable as enough. And at that time I was going through a phase where I really didn't want to be surrounded with a lot of people and journalism really requires you to network and network and network and I was just doing my research under communications and I'm like I actually can study public relations and I was just looking at it and it's like how you can relate to the mechanism and like there is minimal interaction here like I'll choose to interact with what I want my target audience so I'll have to structure my brain to make myself comfortable in that space that I choose to be in. So I studied it and thankfully to God I really hope I graduate on December I just really hope that I see my name on that graduation list because hey like now I don't have an option I just have to see my name in that graduation list and so after I finished um, school I just said to myself, yo, let me just study. I just now, now that's when I opted to study, meaning, what is it called? Public relations. After studying public relations, I finished. I actually really enjoyed my course. But there was this constant need that this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to study. So I ended up doing that at the expense of pleasing my parents. And it had it really did hurt because I was I really felt like I really lacked boundaries at that time like my boundaries were overstepped and it's not that I hated the course or something but I felt like there is more to me than just sitting here and doing communications there is more to me than that and that's when I started this podcast because I want to do something that will keep me relevant um in the industry and I want to do something that's out of my passion my passion is always wellness regardless of anything so examples of phoning can actually look like and it's actually in the first time pursuing a career primarily to please your parents not speaking up about your restaurant preferences when choosing where to go like it's always the little things if you feel like whenever you speak up your opinions will be dismissed that is actually an example of a phone response so the phone response should not be ex- should not be confused and i always say this don't confuse the fond response with code with selflessness kindness or compassion just because someone is willing to help you that's fine that's compassion but if he- if you helping this person is going to drain you or rather overstep your boundaries that's codependency so I hope you're together from there. And sign some of this, like, if you notice that you're helping people and it's actually like you feel as if you're drained, you feel as if it's not whole, it's not coming from inside you, that is a phone response. But if you're helping someone and you don't feel drained, if you if you can say no and say that this is not for me, this is not working for me. That is a that is selflessness. That is kindness. That is knowing your worth. That is everything. Okay. And but if 
you feel like saying no you're displeasing the other person no matter how important no matter how um nicely they asked you that is a fond response if you find yourself losing a bit of yourself well you're going the extra mile to help other people like i said no one in this world we, we are all different human beings different backgrounds different coping mechanisms and not everyone is gonna meet you the same way that you have met them so how do we recover from this fond response the first thing that is that actually really helped me to recover from it is becoming aware of my actions like noticing my patterns and it actually acted as a valuable step towards me overcoming them and some of the questions i would ask myself whenever someone would come to me and ask for help is am i doing this to please someone else and is it as my own at my own expense like am i going to feel drained whenever i help this person and do my actions right now align with my personal trait because i can tell you that sometimes people can come to you and it's not every day that they're gonna come and you feel like greeting them you feel like being around them you feel like doing this doing that it's not every day because it's not every day that we're going to look our best and sometimes someone can come with the kindest intentions but then you're like I am so tired but you don't want to say no because the other person also helped you last time and I'm like now I had to tell myself that if you feel like you're going to be drained just say no and also the other thing that I'll ask myself is am I being authentic or am I taking actions for someone else's benefit and the thing with the fond response is that you find yourself so hard accepting help from other people because you are also very afraid like you grew up in a very like as if you're walking on glasses kind of a situation the other thing that i did was to validate my own experiences and feelings you know we may have grown up i personally grew up with my feelings very being very invalidated and it actually escalated um when my niece was born and i'm not saying that oh i hate my niece i don't i love kids i love her so much she's my finger i would kill for her but i grew up uh anytime of time i try and say something to it rose my metric let's do this let's do this i don't have time for that i don't have time for this and it was never followed up with a with a lot of reassurance so i learned how to validate my own myself like in short i just had to reparent myself all over again and i had to do that with my own like through sitting down journaling and now i had to actually now start start the process like go down from scratch like what will young chera want what will 10 year old chera want what will 13 year old chera want and try and really build that from there so some of the things that i validated myself was that i know that i do valuable work because i don't want to doubt myself you know i know my talent i know my skills i know what i bring to the table and it's up to me to learn how to appreciate that and not what other people think of what how other people value my work and 
I had to acknowledge the challenges that I faced because not everything is going to be perfect. And the last thing that I did was actually build healthy relationships. You know, when you start now realizing that this is how boundaries work, this is how it feels to have boundaries, you end up now becoming attractive people who know how to respect your boundaries. Now, I'm not going to lie, it's not been easy. Well, I have struggled, I have struggled, but learned to really take it one step at a time and learn that how to say no and actually realize that you're not here to please everyone in your life at all you're not here to please anyone in this life you're here for yourself boo boo and everything is gonna be okay i have been your host anchara and i hope that you're going to enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed making it